What's up, guys? My name is Mark, and you found your way to the Out of Step SLC podcast. There's only a few good things about living in Utah, like the mountains, that one hole-in-the-wall bar that I absolutely love. But most of all, I love the counterculture and the music scenes that I call home. I firmly believe that we have one of the hardest core scenes in the country due to the overwhelming need to resist the religious culture that not only surrounds, but tries to stifle us. Now, today, I want to talk to you guys about my first concert experience back post-COVID and also my amazing wife's first metal-slash-post-hardcore show. Now, this show was Silverstein, The Amity Affliction, Holding Absence, and Unity TX. Now, loading up and driving down to downtown uh this is my first time going to the depot so i didn't really know where it was i had a good idea but it was easy enough to find i mean it's really close to the complex and club sound when that existed unfortunately they bulldozed that to put in condos the motherfuckers now while we were driving by, I didn't expect to see the line, and I should have expected, but I didn't. Uh, the line was huge, and it was wrapping around the north end of the building down past the parking garage. And we got a relatively decent spot. I mean, we weren't standing in the sun, at least, you know, but there was a lot of people. Now, I get what I call the pre-show jitters, right? Where I'm super stoked to go and participate and be in this show. But I also have a little bit of uh, social anxiety. And my wife does as well. So we were a little like, uh, for about five ten minutes and then we got used to it and we were okay you know it was it was cool seeing you know all these people just fucking ready to go you know so the other thing i want to touch on with that is you know for newcomers it can be pretty nerve-wracking i mean i remember my first show back in 2007 uh flogging molly you know uh it it can be racking, you know, because you're, you're dealing with like, you know, punks and hardcore kids and the big Viking motherfuckers that always show up and it can be intimidating, you know, and that's OK. You know, it's part of the experience. And really, I mean, these are some of the nicest, most genuine people you'll ever meet, you know, and you have you'll make long-lasting friendships with these folks so we're in line you know and it finally starts moving the doors finally fucking open and the line's moving pretty steady you know security was walking up and down you know they were making sure you know doing their job you know which was 
nice for a change you know you always have those fucking assholes that come rolling by and their cars blasting hip-hop out the side and mean mugging everybody but once the line got moving it was pretty steady which was nice i mean they they were really friendly they they made sure nobody had anything they weren't supposed to fucking have i mean besides you know a little bit of weed <laughs> yeah they there was there's some of that that got through but that, i mean that's it's fucking harmless so like whatever but once we got in i mean we went up i think it was like two flights of stairs to get to like the dance floor and like the main stage and one more floor above is the bar and the bar has like a really really good view of not only where the mosh is going on but the stage as well now the other thing that um i thought was really nice was despite how many people were there there was room to move around like you could you could go and find a little spot little pocket to get some air and get away from everybody a lot i mean my experience is you're you're swapping sweat with the people around you you're packed in there you know and it was really refreshing the the energy and the vibe was so dope and oh my god the merch line was massive i mean they were split right so you had the amity afflictions which that line went back down those two flights of stairs and then you had silverstein and then uh holding absence and unity tx and i ended up buying some uh, silverstein merch i really just didn't want to wait in line honestly and they were sold out of what i wanted anyway so it, it is what it is i'll i'll catch them on the next time around now the first performer was unity tx now I've never heard of these guys before this show, but they're dope as fuck. Like they're they're reminiscent of uh Rage Against the Machine, but like harder and a more modern twist. And they were phenomenal. I mean, we've all been to those shows where the guys on stage really aren't that confident or comfortable, and you can tell, and it just kind of sours things these guys were fucking bouncing off the walls and it was so dope i mean i haven't seen a crowd get whipped up like that by the opening act in probably 12 13 years i mean it was super cool their music's really awesome very like they're very very thrashy and i ended up going through and downloading their music after the show and i still have it it's it's good sh it's good shit you know like i really recommend you guys uh look them up at least give them a shot tell me what you think because i i really like them now up next they had holding absence and they're a solid group, right? They're, they have a solid sound. They're confident on stage, but I don't really know what they were doing there. What I mean by that is like their genre, their vibe just didn't fit with the rest of the lineup. And I think it was unfortunate because 
I mean, while there were a lot of people there that were there for them, I feel like if it was if they were on tour with bands that were similar to them, they would just shine, you know, but I mean, they had a really good performance, you know, not necessarily like my cup of tea, but they're, they're you know, they're, they're solid. And at the end of their set, their drummer uh, stood up on either his, his stool or there was a platform next to his kit and he was holding up a rainbow flag and got the crowd going. And I mean, overwhelming support. I mean, for Christ's sake, people, the fact that I mean, that there are still people out there that are, that are super homophobic. I mean, come on, like. This is the 21st century. You're allowed to love who you want to love, be with who you want to be with, do whatever the fuck you want. Like, we're not in the Middle Ages anymore. And Utah especially seems to be kind of stuck for the most part. I mean, Salt Lake City's pretty decent, but you get down into fucking Utah County or Davis County and you start getting the ass backwards Bible thumping rednecks, you know. I really like the gesture. I mean, I was impressed and it was wholesome. <laughs> I mean, I just I I walked away from that feeling really good. You know, I it just got everybody feeling really nice. Now, up next, we had the Amity Affliction. Now, they were the last band I saw uh, before COVID-19. I, I believe I saw them October 9th of 2019. Uh, for some random reason, they were touring with some 41, which was weird to me, you know, but uh, what I love about the Amity Affliction is they are so consistent with their performances. I mean, it's everywhere. When both times I've seen them, they've put on a phenomenal show. There's really not been any technical errors or anything like that. You know, they throw in just enough of a mix into their their set lists, you know, but they're just solid. And I had a hell of a time being in the mosh, pointing it out to my wife, being like, look at these crazy fucking kids belting out the songs that I just absolutely love, you know, and, and have a connection to. And I had to explain to Emily, like, why people mosh because she didn't she doesn't still she still doesn't get it she she thinks it's like god you, you group of fucking apes like what are you doing you know uh, but i had to tell her i'm like look people like me pour a lot of emotion into the amity affliction and let's face it the the amity affliction a lot of their stuff is just sad and depressing and we've all been in places in our lives where we empathize with that song and as a result we have such a strong emotional connection to it that when it's played live you just have to lose your shit whether it's moshing singing both fucking stage diving like whatever but it gets it out of you and honestly it's like uh it's a therapeutic experience and i mean this is a lesson i learned from 
my first few concerts being, you know, being a hardcore kid, dealing with the shit that fucking world gives you and finding a home in this aggressive music. And, you know, I get I guess some people, you know, they'll just, you know, like my wife, she'll just be like, OK, you know, go have fun. <laughs> I'll, I'll patch you up if you get fucked up, but it's your own fault. You know, <laughs> so phenomenal make huge mosh pits tons of fun but what was a little disappointing for me and it kind of maybe makes a little sense and i'll get to it in a second but once the amity affliction set was done i swear it was like almost two-thirds of the crowd just bounced you know I've I've done that, you know, everybody has like you go to a show and you want to see one particular band and that's it, you know, and that's cool. But it kind of made me a little sad because like Silverstein, you know, they've been around for a really long time. They have a ton of really good music and well, I guess my fucking generation, I mean, emo kids and shit, like we grew up on Silverstein, so it was cool to see them. I mean, they were coming in April of 2020, and I was going to go, but we all know what happened. Everything went to hell. So being able to see them is awesome. Now, with the crowds that left, I fe- it was kind of like us old guys. I got the feeling for like there was still like, you know, like the new uh, the new generation, the, n- the new wave of kids. But there was a lot of like the older guys like me that were there, you know, like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, I haven't seen these guys like, let's do it. And so they played a lot of songs off of uh, Misery Made Me, which at the time of this recording is their latest release and it's a good it's a good fucking album go check it out the highlight for me was they they bring out this this wheel that like like a spinning wheel right and it's kind of like a prize wheel and it has all these song names on it and shane told addresses the crowd and he's like look guys we've we've been around a long time we have a lot of fucking songs and it makes it really hard to build a good set list so we're just gonna bring our friend the wheel out here give her a spin and we'll play whatever it lands on which i've never seen before and it it was awesome that's the way it should be done right there but (laughs) Luckily for me, they played a lot of stuff that I grew up listening to. I mean, I've been listening to them since 2005. So a lot of like their older stuff, I'm a big fan of. So I lucked out. And I also really like that idea because it makes each stop on the tour unique. You know, it is highly unlikely that a show say in Virginia is going to be the same as a show in Pittsburgh, you know? So it's, it's a cool, almost custom tailored experience. And it's, it was awesome. It was really cool, you know? And at that point, like I was pretty worn down. I'd had my fun. Emily was exhausted. She has that social battery type situation where she can only be around a 
big group of people for so long before she's just done. So we listened to, I mean, I, I pushed it as far as I could go with her before it was like, okay, we gotta, we gotta get you out of here. And you know, she handled it really, really well. I mean, I'm, I'm really impressed and honestly surprised just cause like not everybody can be in that environment uh a lot of people see like the moshing it doesn't even get that far people i feel like most people would just take one look at folks like me and others that love this community and love being a part of it and just kind of yeah nope and just walk away you know but the fact that she gave it a chance and doesn't it doesn't bother her and she still she still wants to go to shows with me you know like she doesn't she doesn't know the bands per se or really anything about them but she's willing to go because i want to go you know which is fucking awesome you know super dope i'm incredibly lucky i do not take that for granted at all and it's it's so great to finally be back because when they first started doing gigs again you know what what was that like 2021 like mid to late 2021 i think they were expensive as shit and everybody was super stoked and you know fucking capitalism supply and demand these people haven't been to a show and this long so we're gonna charge a hundred bucks a ticket and i feel like finally we're past that and shows there's they're still a little pricey but they're way more affordable and doable and it's so awesome to be able to get back into the community and participate again because it's this is something the music and the concerts the scene is so important to me it's such a huge part of who i am that not having that for two and a half years that was rough i mean that's i i was getting lost i've i've always had my music but without going to the shows you you start to lose that community sense that sense of belonging and it's it's so nice to be able to come back again and just have a killer fucking time now there is one more little detail about the depot that i want to touch on before i end today and i think it was so dope of them Near the end of Silverstein's set, I mean, it's hot. Moshing, all that. We're sweating. I'm dying. I need water. But I already dropped like 80 bucks on merch. And I was like, okay, like, I don't want to go and buy a liquid death for like 10 bucks. But eventually it was like, okay, I, I've... I've got to have something to drink. So Emily and I wander up to the bar and much to my amazement, they had these trays lined out with 16 ounce clear plastic cups of ice water. It just take, take, take what you need. And that floored me. 
that level of just customer service, I, I, I guess you'd call it customer service, but taking care of your patrons like that, I, I've never seen that ever. And I've been to a shitload of shows and not once have I seen that. And that alone makes me so stoked to like go back to the depot knowing that they're going to take care of us. All the moshing, all the mayhem, all that shit. At the end of it, they're going to have a glass of water for you, which is fucking nice. <laughs> so nice of them. All right, guys, that does it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening, and please be sure to leave a comment and a rating for me. I really want to know what you guys think. Uh, it really goes a long way. Find me on Twitter at Mark the Imposter, and until next time, we'll see you in the pit.